Hi, I'm PJ, and I want to tell you the story of how I became the OG of biohacking. If you don't know what a biohacker is, it's someone who uses science and technology to get healthier and fitter. Biohacking is basically finding shortcuts, cutting down the time required to get to your goals of health and fitness, and usually with less willpower required because it ends up being easier too. It's essentially hacking your biology, and everyone's different, so each person needs to figure out how to hack their individual biology, but there's some hacks that work for most humans because we are, in fact, a species, and so certain hacks work for most of us. It all started back in the 80s when I was getting my degree in psychology at Seattle Pacific University. Back then, I wanted to be a counselor. I wanted to help people with their problems because I found that I was pretty good at that in high school, and it was fun for me. Back in high school, I also exercised mostly with weights because in junior high, I was a really skinny kid. And starting out high school, I was that same skinny kid. And I wanted to break out of that and not be ashamed to take my shirt off. So at SPU, taking psychology classes, I took some exercise science classes to offset that. I started out with scuba diving and windsurfing. Those were both in the PE department. And both of those classes were taught by a professor who I now refer to as Uncle Bob. Great guy and great experience in those first two classes. So he encouraged me to take some other classes because he knew of my interest in exercise and sports science. So I started taking other classes in the PE department. And then by my senior year, I found those classes to be way more interesting and fun than my psychology classes. And I'd also come to the realization that I didn't really actually want to sit around all day and listen to people's problems. I thought it would be more fun to help people with their health and fitness. So I switched majors, which caused me to stay an extra year, but it was worth it because I figured I would be chasing my passion of helping people get fitter and healthier. So while I was in college, before and after I switched majors, I was working out about two hours a day which was really time-consuming. And I finally got to the point where I just plateaued. No more results. I was just staying the same for two hours a day. So in trying to get out of that plateau, I tried more weight, more intensity, and I ended up just hurting myself. And so then it was really hard to get anywhere and to improve at all because I was hurt all the time. And when you're hurt, you can't work out. So I was super discouraged. And then taking courses and learning things about exercise and a history of exercise, I learned that traditional training, the sets and reps method that I was doing and most other people, was invented in 1891. So I thought to myself, well, we're not still driving cars from 1891, so I wonder if there's something better out there. So I started looking around, and I couldn't find anything. Everyone was still doing traditional training, traditional reps, traditional sets. So I was sitting in one of my classes one day, and the professor was telling us how eccentric muscle contractions, the lowering phase when you're lifting a barbell or weight, doesn't really give as much benefits as the concentric contraction phase, the lifting phase. And I thought to myself, well, I don't know if that's really true, so maybe that's what I will pick for my topic for my senior research paper. I went down to the school library looking for research periodicals and could only find about five or six. So I thought, well, our library must be pretty lame, so I'll go to the public library. I went to the Seattle library and same problem. I found six or seven, and they were mostly the same as what we had at SPU. So I went back to my professor and I said, hey, what's going on here? Am I just really horrible at the Dewey Decimal System? 
or are there no periodicals on exercise science? And he said, yeah, you found them all. And he looked me in the eye and he said, that's why our field is so exciting, because we're all pioneers. That got me really jazzed. I thought, oh, okay. Well, if I can't find a better way through research, I'll invent one. I love being a pioneer. So I became a research addict. Back then, of course, we didn't have the internet, so it had to be all manual, looking up periodicals, subscribing to them, using microfiche at the libraries, and I just started devouring all of that. And what I discovered was there wasn't anything invented yet because of the limitations of this research. And no one else seemed to bother going to all the trouble that I was going to to discover all these new studies. And so this whole new world opened up to me. And I started doing experiments based on these studies that I was reading, trying new things with friends and family. And then when I graduated, I started out as a personal trainer, mostly out of people's homes in the area. And they were my guinea pigs. So I kept trying new experiments with them. They loved it because each new experiment would be something different and fun instead of the traditional sets and reps they'd been doing for all their life, like all the rest of us. And then it started to evolve. And this evolution in my experiments with them came as a result of trying things that worked better. Some experiments did not work better. Some did. So I threw the ones out that didn't work, kept the ones that did. And over time, it evolved into shorter, less time, more intensity, but also safer. So of course they were really excited about it and they started telling all their friends and family and my business grew to the point where I needed to scale myself. So I opened the X gym, trained other trainers, and now I had some of my own soldiers to move forward with this goal of changing the world. I wanted to provide a new and innovative way, a different way, a safer way. And one that happened to take way less time and then provide that to people who wanted to use it to the entire planet. It's not a fit for everyone, but I wanted everyone to at least have the choice to be able to pick my methods over traditional training methods. So I started forging ahead at the X-Gym, but there was still a lot of skepticism because when I tell people I've got a method that takes 21 minutes twice a week that's equal to seven hours of traditional training, they're of course skeptical. Of course they don't believe it. But the X-Gym started growing in popularity in spite of that and other trainers and gyms would trash talk us without even having looked into it or trying the workout themselves just because they were scared. People are scared of something that's new and different. If they don't understand it, it's easier just to bash it. So I had a hill to climb, but I was willing to do that, especially because of all the results I was seeing with this methodology in practice in a gym setting with lots of people doing it. So I was helping people get unstuck from the traditional training methods of plateaus and injuries and time-consuming workouts and showing them something new that was safer, more efficient, and they could get better results in way less time. And I also started counseling people on nutrition and health science. And since most people wanted to lose weight, I was counseling them on that too. But since I was in good shape from doing my methods myself, they said, well, you know, you really can't relate. And I would find myself from time to time making the same mistake that other trainers do, where we just assume people are either cheating on their diet or they don't have enough willpower or whatever it is that I was starting to discover wasn't actually true either. So there was another mystery that I needed to get around. So I did a couple things. The first thing I did was I gained a whole bunch of weight. I went from 170 
to 205 to get fat on purpose so I could experience what it was like to be overweight and then to lose it so I could experience how easy or hard it would be to lose the weight and then to find extra good strategies along the way that were new and innovative like my exercise methods. Some of you might be aware of the trainer who recently went from fit to fat to fit and this is essentially the same thing, except this was back in 1999. So essentially, I was biohacking, as was my first research paper that I mentioned earlier about exploring the eccentric contraction principle, where I found it's actually just as important as the concentric. So when I delivered that research paper to my professor in class and everyone else, he thought it was fantastic. And he was so excited about that new research that he even told me he was going to change his curriculum. So my journey of going from fit to fat to fit really paid off because I found it was actually harder than I thought and I could relate with the people better and I did find some biohacks along the way. So I started experimenting with other people, trying those hacks. Most worked, some didn't. I kept the ones that worked throughout the ones that didn't and evolved a more effective and faster weight loss program. Another thing that I discovered along the way was... The X-Gym methods that I developed were particularly useful for people who did want to lose weight and get smaller because my methods toned, conditioned, and defined without bulking up. So people got stronger and their endurance increased and their cardio increased all within this same workout, but without getting bigger and bulkier because most people didn't want that anymore. Bodybuilding was cool back in the 70s and 80s, but when the 90s rolled around, it started to fall out of favor in popularity, and I saw that coming. So it was great that my methods turned out to be effective for strength and endurance without the bulk, because that's actually what most people want today and back then. People were also finding that my methods were more sustainable, because it's way less time commitment, and they weren't getting injured knocking them off that wagon. Because once you're knocked off the wagon, it's hard to get back on it. But the skeptics kept coming, so I decided I would find a way to prove it. So I selected what I call the hardest sport you never heard of, called tower running. This is the sport where people run up the inside stairwells of skyscrapers. It's very competitive. It's a race. They're usually fundraiser races to raise money for curing a disease or another nonprofit. And they're all over the world. It's actually bigger in Europe than it is in the U.S. But there's a huge culture and thousands of people that do this sport. I knew I'd be well-suited for it and the ex-gymmers because my methods provide strength and endurance, and you need both for tower running. When a marathoner shows up to a tower run, they've got all the heart and lungs and endurance in the world, but they get up to about floor 20 and their legs give out. They don't have the strength because it's a vertical sport. You're going up. And then a bodybuilder shows up or a power lifter, and they got all the strength in the world, but they're puking at floor 10 because they don't have the endurance to keep them going. So since the X-Gym provides both strength and endurance in the same workout, tower running was a perfect fit to prove our methodology and how effective it was. So for the next 10 years, I was a competitive tower runner. Seven of those 10 years, I got in the top 10 in the nation out of hundreds of runners that are ranked, maybe even over 1,000 officially ranked runners. And my X-Gym team, still to this day, as of 2020, as I'm recording this, holds all the building records in the Pacific Northwest for team and fastest male and female. In fact, we won the Columbia Tower Climb, the tallest building in the Northwest, seven years in a row. And since seven is my favorite number, we stopped after that and started running for other teams to help them win. So I proved my point. 
XGIM is more effective. And when we compare our training notes with other teams, and when I compare my training notes with other tower runners in the top 10, they never believe us. I tell them I do two strength workouts, 21 minutes twice a week, and then I do another 15 or so minutes of cardio, XGIM style. So when all said and done, by the end of the week, strength and cardio included, I've worked out for less than an hour for the entire week. And all the other guys in the top 10 were working out, on average, two hours or more per day. So I'd tell them this, and they'd just think I was lying to them, and they'd get mad. Some of them were willing to try out the workout. So I show them, and they go, oh, <laughs> okay, I get it. And then they would incorporate it into their training regimes and get even better results. So because of all this research, that's the science part. And because of all the experimentation with my ex-gym members and guinea pigs, personal clients before that, willing guinea pigs, by the way, they loved it, and using a bunch of technology, gizmos, and gadgets along the way, that made me a biohacker starting back in 1987, a couple decades before the biohacker term was even invented. And now the X-Gym has evolved into more than just a gym. We also have online training where we can train people through their phone anywhere in the world, live, using their camera and a wide ankle lens so we can see their whole body and train them in real time. Most people work out in their homes, but some people work out in gyms or when they're traveling, hotel room. I've trained people on the beach. In fact, I train one guy on the beach in his location while I was sitting by a pool in Maui. And we now also have a worldwide app where people can download it on their phone and do X-Gym exercises and style anywhere, anytime, any place in the globe. I'm still researching two or more hours a day. And of course, now we do have the internet. So I subscribe to lots of journals, newsletters, go to PubMed, lots of other sites to find the latest and greatest studies to keep evolving my methods. And they change constantly, but they don't change until they're better. They got to make it through my experimentation system, which is really rigid. And they have to prove themselves better than what I got to be adopted into the system. So now we have the latest and greatest counseling on nutrition science, habit hacking, anti-aging, wellness, health, fitness, and brain science. How I got started in brain science is another story in itself. Of course, my interest in psychology made it easy to get into brain science research. But the thing that really got me started with it was when my mom was diagnosed in the year 2000 with early onset Alzheimer's. So I poured myself into the research to try to help her. This was easy because I was already a researcher and I already knew how to read scientific studies. And so while I continued to research exercise and nutrition science, I added the third leg of brain science. Back then, the research wasn't good enough and the science wasn't good enough to help her. So she passed in 2005. So as I'm sure you can imagine, I was devastated. Science had failed me and it failed her. I felt helpless. But new discoveries were coming out so fast, I knew I was going to find a way to help people. And so I never stopped researching. And sure enough, now I've got five very powerful things for people to do to prevent getting dementia, slow it down if they have it, or even reverse it in some stages. Because now we know Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia is actually reversible and curable. This journey along this type of research also helped me develop brain training exercises, which are additional new hacks for people to use to literally rewire their brain to think and act like a fit and healthy person. So results come faster with little to no willpower required along the way. And another thing along the way, thanks to mom, I've developed a habits course that helps people with this brain science research and hacks I developed 
and brain training tricks, develop new habits and break old habits so the results they get are permanent. No more weight loss yo-yo. So that's my journey and that's my transformation. I'm still passionate about research, still spending two or more hours a day finding all the newest, greatest, and best things in exercise science, brain science, nutrition science, and health science. I'm still a biohacker, even more so now with all the modern gizmos and gadgets now that we have that we didn't back in the 80s. And I'm a time hacker. I'm a busy person. I like staying busy. It's my choice. I love that lifestyle. So I'm always trying to find new time hacks to save time and then pass it on to other people so they can save time too. Thanks for listening. And I hope you go to xgym.com. Check out my gym online training and app as a possibility for you because if I didn't tell you about it, I'd be doing you a disservice. If you found the cure for cancer, would you keep it to yourself or would you go shout it from the rooftops? Of course, you'd want everyone to know. Well, I found a cure for traditional training, for the time-consuming, outdated methods that so many people are doing. They don't have to be trapped into that unless they want to. If they want to bulk up and be a bodybuilder and they like spending time in the gym, they should keep doing that. But if they don't have the time or they'd rather not spend their time in a gym and they don't want to get bigger but instead be stronger and more defined and fitter without the bulk, then my methods could be the answer if it's a fit. People can also check out my book on Amazon.com, Cracking Your Calorie Code, because back in 2008, I put all this down in writing to help more people. It actually started as a member manual for my ex-gym members because I found myself saying the same thing over and over to a different face pretty much every day. So I thought, well, I'll just do a brain dump and do a book. It'll be a manual for ex-gymers. And I haven't actually promoted it up until this point, but it's just sold on its own organically because people talk about it. I also have a brain type test where people can find out which of the 16 brain types they have. And then the results sheet tells them what kind of workout is best, what kind of hacks are going to make the most sense to their brain wiring for health and fitness. And six of the best brain training techniques for them for their particular brain type and brain wiring. I have about 40 different brain training techniques, but the brain type test pairs it down and tells them which six are going to be best for them so they don't have to wade through all 40. People that take my habits course get all 40, and some people in certain brain types do want to play around with all 40, but not everybody does. They'd rather have their own hacks and find the best half dozen that's going to work for them they can get started on the best ones to get results as fast as possible. Thanks for listening, and I hope you check out my stuff. And if you go to xgym.com and top of the page, click the word recipes, you'll see my separate recipe site with tons of really healthy, delicious meals, dishes, desserts, and recipes, including my own fitness chocolate invention that you can make at home with ingredients that you can get from amazon.com, all making you healthier, fitter, leaner, and stronger so you can live life strong and enjoy God's green earth more with a fun, active lifestyle. Thanks for listening, and I hope to meet you someday.